0: Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation, including Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hey, y'all. And Michelle Ender. Hello. It's uh, the final season of Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts season three, uh, that we'll be talking about today. It just premiered this week on Netflix, uh, the third final season, all within a year. Uh, pretty crazy stuff with Kipo, right. so we'll be getting into all of our reactions about this last 10 episodes of Kipo and the Age of Wonderbeast. Make sure you have seen the final season, then you can come back and listen to the podcast. We'll be getting into spoilers immediately for all of Kipo, and check out our previous discussions on Kipo at overlyanimated.com. You can search Overly Animated Kipo for on any podcast app for our previous Kipo pods, and we also had an interview with the creators, so check all that out, but it's time for the final season again spoiler warning let's get initial overall thoughts a lot here but like what were your big reactions Delaney to the final season of Kipo
1: number one I just missed Kipo <laughs> like I was like I was just watching it and I was like man I missed the show so much like I loved every episode every time like the show starts like the music everything I'm just like pumped ready to go <laughs> Um, I I was just blown away like honestly I think Kipo has done a lot and I think season three is a really big like season three was just an incredible like you know finale to the whole series like I just loved it I loved every minute of it it made me laugh it made me cry lots of crying but I just loved it it's I Kipo's just amazing
0: okay very very positive reaction from Delaney Michelle what were your what were your big reactions to Kipo's final season
2: I was, I mean, last season left on such a cliffhanger. I There were some things that I felt like, oh, well, they're going to have to definitely tackle this stuff. And, like, they did, not necessarily in the way I expected. But I feel like this was such a nice season to culminate a lot of the things they built up for the last two seasons, especially season two, I would say. Um, I I was just really pleasantly surprised at a lot of, like, how these things turned out, how much weight was given to things, how nothing was resolved, like super easily but the way everything turned out like made a lot of sense narratively given like everything else that happened in the show up to this point so like in terms of like character stuff and in terms of like thematic stuff I feel like this was a really strong season and yeah I I did definitely cry a couple times we'll get into it but like oh man this show is so good and like honestly I know there's the take out there that like, oh, people wish there was more. But I feel like this this is clearly like the story they always intended to tell. And I feel like the way they handled the ending was really wonderful. So I'm 100% happy.
0: Nice. Okay, that's that last part. We can uh, talk about that in a a second. But yeah, I, I also really enjoyed this last this last season. Um, I, I thought it was like a really good conclusion. That was my main reaction. Like this is a great yeah. conclusion to Kipo. Like the season itself I wasn't quite as into as season two. I just loved, I agree. I love <laughs> the story of best. season two so much. So like yeah. the story here was but like I think I feel like they treated it more as a conclusion to a lot of stuff, which yeah. is really interesting. Um but there still was a lot I loved in the specific season itself. I love the epilogue at the end. Um mm-hmm. so happy with that. I love how Scarlemagne was handled this season. Um hey, just really God. cements yeah. him as an incredible character. Scarlet and Kipo's relationship, that was one of our favorite parts of last season, was continued really well into this season. And then Kipo herself, her entire arc, I think was really incredible. Um, Those are are kind of my my high-level thoughts. But um, yeah, it's interesting talking about final seasons and about series finales because... uh, you know, we're we're talking about them as their own thing, but also just as a as a conclusion to everything we've we've talked about before. So, um, as as Michelle referenced, you know, like some people might be thinking, oh, only thirty episodes. while Kipo was clearly greenlit for the third, the specific thirty episodes, three seasons before it ever premiered, and that was kind of yeah. always how long how long is similar to Sheer always how long it was just going to be. Um, and so they knew that and they wrote a complete story. We're not used to seeing like a 30 episode complete story. Um, but uh, so I, I think it's interesting um, how we thought it was handled. But um, yeah, Delaney, what I uh, like, what, do you, were you satisfied as we're big fans of the show? Were you satisfied with the season with the finale as a conclusion to it? And kind of like what worked the best for you? What was the most important that the the show did in wrapping things up?
1: Oh, so definitely, I did, de- like, you know, y'all were talking about you really liked season two, and I'm kind of, like, the person who, like, and obviously season two is amazing, like, the whole, everything with Scarlet Man great. For me, like, I'm really, that I, what I really like is, like, obviously we always, you know, it's kind of like She-Ra, we got our happy ending. Well, what I like is actually, like, dealing with the consequences, and, like, actually, like, getting there. So that's what I really liked about season three, is, like, this is what I wanted from, like, the, that I feel like I don't usually get from shows. It's kind of like we fade to black and then, oh, everything works out at the end. But I felt like we were really working towards the homophore. <laughs> like,
2: like I was really,
1: yeah. like, that, that's what I really liked. I liked watching that happen. And I guess that's really what worked for me was all of these, like, and I did it in funny ways, kind of like what Michelle was saying. Is like, well, how do we get everyone together? Well, at first you think it's going to be easy. Look, they're all lying. <laughs> no, right. they actually stole the centrifuge. And like, so I think that they did it in really like. I think all of it tied together really well. I think they did a really good job of like, like they had already sold Doctor Amelia, but you know it was kind of hard in season two to switch villains like that. And then I think they did a really good job of selling Doctor Amelia and selling and and also the other thing was like selling the conflict. Because in a lot of shows, um, and this is not too dissimilar to the conflict in Star, like you have these, you know, they're not people versus the people, and so I think they did, like, they really did a good job of selling the conflict, but then also selling Kipo's resolution, which I think is the important, like, key part, is that like Kipo, like, it just Kipo is just so positive, and and also like it's not just that it's just not it's not just Kipo's energy, it's Kipo's everything. Like Kipo does her best. To be like, look, like, just talk to each other. It's not, it's, you don't have to just take it from me. Like, talk to each other and like, like prom. Great idea ever. Also, prom. like the fact that prom happened was amazing. I know. <laughs> so good. But, so prom. Like, it really, like, I think that's just, it's hard to like pinpoint a moment. The, granted, they also, I guess one of my favorite parts of the season was we didn't let Scarlet go. Because Scarlemagne and Kipo's relationship is one of the most like compelling parts of the entire show. And I'm really glad that we got, like, that's like my favorite. I was like, yes, go talk to Scarlemagne. And I think they did a really good job of that whole interaction. Like there was still that tension, but then Scarlemagne ultimately had to apologize. And I think it would also work really well as a foil to Dr. Amelia. We were never going to get that with Dr. Amelia. And even Scarlemagne himself was like, this, this, we can't do this. Like Dr. Amelia will never stop. And to save Kipo, we have to do what we have to do. And so that's really, for me, it was just and just all the little loose ends. and, and like you know, and it's it's silly stuff too. like Jamak uh, running in on the mega bunny, which you know, it's all the way back from season one. And so there's a lot of, you know, there's little things here and there too that I think they did really well. and just or, or it's kind of like my wife, for example, um, she hadn't seen all of season two she loves Kipo and hopefully eventually we'll can go back and rewatch all of it. So she will have seen every episode, but you know, stuff like the Kaiju fight, which, which I'm really glad Dylan called it the Kaiju fight in the notes. Cause that's exactly what it was. <laughs> um, and you know, watching without saying anything, watching Dr. Amelia succumb to the mega, like stuff like that, that I think I really appreciate it when shows like, one, you want shows to say things explicitly, but you also want them to trust you a little bit that you've been paying attention. So I I, I think Keep it was a good balance of that. And I think it just all came to show in season three.
0: Nice. Um. And yeah. And back to what you were saying before. I mean, the thing I most remember from your reaction Delaney, to the season two, uh, season two podcast was your like loving of Kipo and Scarletman's relationship. And like, yes. I, I feel like the show yeah. was simpatico with your uh, you on the. They impo- were like, the importance oh, we know what of, you
1: want. Uh, that, they yeah. were like, here. And then, or it's like, God, when Kipo is like, oh, and Scarletman, can we use your piano? And I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 so like, they did a really good job of selling that, and like, like, which I think you know. And I think people, you can. There's definitely some complaints about things that maybe got sidelined, but not really sidelined. They all just happened in the background, but we didn't forget about them. Kind of like Troy and Benson. Like, we we've always had movement. All of our threads had movement the whole time, even if they weren't happening completely on screen. We would mention them. Like, and so we and then like we would talk about Scarlet Man, and then we'd bring him out, and then we'd actually like. Keepo and Scarlamine actually had a lot of interactions this season.
0: Yeah, nice. Michelle, how about you? Anything you were particular you want to highlight that you thought was wrapped up particularly well or what you thought the most important things were to wrap up from the show?
2: Um, not even just in terms of wrapping up. I just kind of want to echo because Delaney was talking about how well they sold the conflict. And one thing I really appreciated is like it's not just that like one side of this, like the the humans or the mutes have like the high, like, they both have their stuff for the humans. It's like, you know, being mind controlled by Scarlemagne and kind of like living in a burrow because they were afraid of the surface and they were like, they grew up fearing mutes. And mutes, it's like, a <laughs> million Dr. Amelia is like such a threat, and she could destroy all of their lives and turn them into like basic creatures, and that's like a legitimate threat, too. So I love that this situation, like Kipo definitely was the instigator, but you see so many moments of just like a mute and a human just kind of coming together in a way that makes sense to them personally, um, in the background. And it, like all of that's reinforced a lot through like, Oh man, I'm mean, gonna have a hard time remembering people's names, but like the kind of broy guy who was their prisoner Zane. and he makes friends with like Zane, yeah, yeah, Zane. Zane and like the, the kind Zane. of broy guy. I would definitely expect <laughs> everyone definitely knows who that him. is. As a hundred percent Him coming together with like the the buff raccoon lady, like they just like they they vibed and that's what got them to connect to each other as peers. And like, yeah, again, like Kipo instigated that, but like it wasn't all on her. Like these people are perfectly capable of making these relationships as they have the chance. And I think like people was there to instigate the chance, but it was all up to like people individually taking that chance for it to come about in such a satisfying way. And I love that. Um, I also love that like in terms of Amelia, like I remember thinking around episode eight, like, wow, I'm so glad we didn't get a backstory on Amelia because I really don't (laughs) want that for the show. And we got it. We did. I mean, there's like, yeah, like episode nine came they're like surprise. Here it is. The thing I love about this Is that I feel like we get just enough to get her deal without, like, soaking in it to make her, like, too empathetic. I feel like they gave us a really nice balance of, like, all right, she had this pressure from her dad, but also she, like, kills her brother and lied about it. This is kind of the person she's been for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and it really sells her as a legitimate threat in a way that I think nothing else would have up to that point. Because like I think like with Kipo, like Kipo's kind of in our POV character for so long. You kind of want to believe that she could even get through to Amelia. But like that flashback really seals, like, no, like there's no stopping her. And maybe we don't kill her, but we definitely can't just like <laughs> ignore this. It's too dangerous. And I love that too. So there there were a lot of things I just appreciated them spending time on and like the fact that like you know before the prom happened like you know like the 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 humans were like terrified and the mutes like they're like yo like you've already like cured some of our like family or friends and like that's a big deal and we need time to like ruminate on that and decide if we're okay moving forward with this plan and being a part of Hamufa anymore. Because, like, this is a serious consequence. Like, nothing's, like, lightly brushed over. And I feel like that helps really ground the, like, yeah. <laughs> the intensity of, like, what this conflict really is, you know? Um, And like that. It gave it stakes, I guess, is what I'm getting at. And I really liked that it had such stakes. Because they were very understandable and compelling and helped like make the the culmination like so much more satisfying when we finally got there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so a lot, a lot of interesting stuff uh there, and I want to. We we're going to circle back, I think, to the, some interesting Amelia stuff you brought up. It's insane.
1: Compare,
0: compare it to. Uh, I will also circle back to. I have a comment about Zane. We'll circle back. Zane. uh The, <laughs> the um, oh yeah, I want to echo what you guys are saying about how I feel like the most important thing for wrapping up the show was the season's main theme was like human mute unity, human mute solidarity, and I thought that, yeah. that was a, a perfect the
1: ultimate friendship alliance theme. Yeah, yeah.
0: as as a as, uh, story. <laughs> exemplified by Hamufa yeah um and uh I, I do think that's co- constantly the theme of the season and something that really feels right after everything we went, su- went through in the first two seasons um so I think like to me it's like that's so that was so important uh, they nailed it and also like everything they did with Scarlet Man, I feel like they really nailed too uh especially because he's just like we're pi- it's a weird thing where two-thirds of the shows has uh Scarlet Man is the villain and now we're pivoting to someone else so it's like still he's still a big deal in the context of the show so how do you handle it and i do think uh him him and kipo and uh how that it also played into the the human u- unity theme i thought that was like really well handled um i also do think we got a lot more backstories to a lot of characters um here's here's one point i i i want to make you guys can tell me whether you agree i i felt like this season is more complementary to the rest of the show than like its own substantial unit and the evidence i would say for that is we get we already knew basically all the main parts of the story i don't think this season gave us new main new backstory um like but we did get the additional minor thing of like amelia's backstory with seeing with her her, with her dad and killing her brother but and uh we saw like the the exact moment we she mind controlled song but we already knew that happened like like there's a lot of like complimentary pieces i feel like that this season added to it but there's nothing really groundbreaking i felt like to the bigger picture that this season added
2: that's a good point because like the only other flashback I can think of is the one with um, Benson and Dave, Mm. like finding each other, but that feeds directly into the mute human situation. Um, So like, even that kind of ties back to the theme the whole season's about. So, I mean, I think that's fair to say, like, it's not like we have any big revelations. It's just kind of a, a season that builds on everything we already know. And like, you know, it's like the top of the sundae or the cake or whatever. It's the part that makes it like even more satisfying. But yeah, yeah, it's it. There's not like any like exploring, adventuring this season. It's more about just like, are we gonna go to the ship? Oh, we gotta get the poison ivy or whatever. Like it's about like planning and strategy and like mini fights and then like an ultimate fight. But it's not like the going around meeting new people, like making new friends kind of thing. Because yeah. like, I, I feel like it makes sense because like third season, like we've kind of le- we've done that already. It's time to like make a, a bigger move. And I feel like it was this was like a bigger move than just like what we've seen before. I'd say in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, it's more of like, there's a main conflict at the root of the, the story. Um, it was, it was, yeah, I think that it felt, it, that feels a little bigger in scope. I, another way yeah. of framing the thing I said before is like, I do think Kipo's a show that for the first two seasons was very centered on unraveling the past and presenting it in flashbacks to us. Um, I think that was just a, I mean, season two, it's a huge component of I also think season yeah. one, they, we, we, it's, uh, you might not remember, we learned a lot that we take for granted now throughout season one in flashbacks. And then we, we, and by the time we get to th- season three, like we have all the, the key components. So we do get flashbacks here, but like we talked about in previous seasons, how this show did a thing where it always had an unrelated part at the beginning of the episode to the rest of the episode, a pre-credit scene. Like we sometimes get that this season. Like it, it's a little, it's a little less of, uh, it's it feels like a little bit less of the core of kipo at this point um i think given how all out i feel like they went in season two with with the the scarlet main stuff and the backstory i feel like uh not trying to re- redo it is is good like i think it was like more complimenting it than trying to one up it in 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 the, it goes bigger in scope in different ways yeah like in the main uh, plot conflict versus uh you know trying to to continue on with the flashbacks and stuff. So I do I do like how it was handled even if uh, ultimately um I don't I might not look back on it as fondly. I mean I think it's interesting to compare this show to Avatar and its last season I think Avatar is for me is the obvious comparison for Kipo purely because uh three season sh- kind of short show uh full telling a full story from start to finish very rare like a very serialized show Um, Kipo is half the episodes of Avatar, but other than that, it's, uh, it's very similarly structured, I think. And, um, like, you know, I'm not, not going to say Avatar better, but, uh, I feel better about the last season of Kipo. I was always, I always have complicated feelings about the last season of Avatar. I feel like a lot was going on there. And another, another thing with Avatar, I want to say, by the way, is they both very much center in on this theme of, uh of what are we going to do with the main villain? Can we kill them or not? Like, and That's like a, a big theme at the end of Avatar in the finale. And this is something Kipo, I think, is going through. Like, what to do with Amelia? How do you handle it? Um, her discouraging Wolf and and, and Man from going after her. So I do think we also maybe approach similar themes towards the end of the shows.
1: Well, I, I want to push back a little bit just with, like, oh, I know what you mean by complimentary, but it's more like, I think Kipo is just so different from a lot of the shows we talk about and even avatar. We're talking and I actually I actually think Kipo's better than Avatar. I think that's a really it's big a ver- moment. a very hot
0: take from you, Delaney.
1: No, it's extremely Ooh, hot. I thing. like it. No, and that's the thing. Like for me, like and I and ha- and it all comes down to what we like. And so, like I was talking about like what Kipo deals with is what I wish we could get from more shows. Like like for example, Avatar ends and the Fire Lords defeated. And then you figure out everything else from either the comics or Korra. But Korra doesn't really deal... Like, Korra deals with more of, like, the consequences of what happened versus, like, actually what happened. And, again, we have a lot of this side um, content. We have a lot of comics. And Kipo, you see it happen in real time. And then we also get the, the epilogue. And so which it's not just all on the epilogue. Like I'm not going to give that much credit to like this very short scene we get. It's a great sequence. I loved the epilogue and usually I don't like epilogues. And so, but this like, it, and I think in a good point is like we talked about avatar is, you know, it's like, it's 60 episodes and then we have 30. Um, this is a much tighter story Yeah. and it all comes down to what you like. Like there's like, you know, I hate the word filler, but there's a lot of filler in avatar. Avatars of avatar, They literally traveled everywhere. Like you, like they, like it was. They went everywhere. They had a lot of things to do. A lot of the first season is Aang being a goofball, and he wants to go to all these places that he missed. And then we have Kipo's also a travel log, but we have to go to all these places for either like. Someone got kidnapped. We need to go talk to them. Like, you know, very it's much more purposeful the way we travel around. And then we kind of, another thing I liked about season three is we do it all, but really fast because we've all been here before and we all know each other. We don't have to do all the introductions again. And so like I under, like the complimentary, it's more like this. I mean, again, this is an opinion, but like Kipo tells stories the way they should be told. Like it's this like. And it's a very similar, like, a lot of shows are like this. Like, a lot of the shows follow this Avatar format. Like, like book one, we have to get to the Water Tribe and for Aang to learn waterbending. Book two, Aang needs to master Earth. Book three, Aang has to uh, master fire and defeat the Fire Lord. Cool. Very simple. That's like, th- I mean, th- more happens, but those are the basic plots of those seasons. Um, Similar things happen in Korra. Again, similarly structured show. It's the sequel. Kipo... It's more of this overarching story. Like, like you definitely have plots in season one, season two, and then we have season two, where it's like, like what Dylan was saying was unraveling. Like, we have a lot of this world building, figuring out what's going on, where we are in the world, and then also fighting Scarlemagne, which is the focus of the first two seasons. And then now we have into book three, and it's like, we're dealing with a lot of fallout. And so it's more of this, it's not that book three is complimentary, it's that book three. Well, season three, I should say, sorry, I'm getting caught up. Are these uh, books? I don't even remember if they it's the same. Who cares? Like um this <laughs> it's season three acts like a total encompassing finale as opposed to like, you know, you have season one. You have the finale of season one. You have season two. You have the finale of season two. And a lot of shows follow this format where like, and that's another thing we can talk about with Cora is that like the story of Cora, the overarching thing of all the books is Kor's journey herself as a character. Yeah, and Aang goes on a very different journey. Yeah, In so you're Kipo, so you're
0: so you're saying with Kipo, don't you don't view it as complimentary because maybe there's a little negative there. You view it as like properly building and concluding what came before as a spiral. Yeah, you know, it, as do.
1: opposed as opposed to having like, and that, I think that's the other thing where we have this satisfaction, and it's kind of like what Steven Universe Future did. So like which is yeah, kind is, of it's
0: season 3 of Kipo the Steven Universe future. Yeah, it's up. kind <laughs> of
1: like it's kind of like you have like you have this whole series you get to the point in Steven and you're like oh cool everything's great but like what and then we get Steven Universe future and we actually deal with everything that happened. And so that's kind of what we're doing here with Kipo is that we have the plot, we have the problems, we solve them and then like and then we get to the end. And so instead of like every season being a new story, it's like this actual or like I guess I should say conflict because you know it's still the same story like duh it's how it's how stories work but in, and i it's kind of like tv shows have always been very different than books um you like you you read a bo- book and there's usually one conflict and you end and the book's over or you have series of books and like they deal with certain things but it all deals with the overarching like the end well, that's kind of how Kipo feels more like a book than a TV show because it kind of breaks this sort of mold of like you have to have a conflict every season. Now, there is a conflict in season three. It's Dr. Amelia. But again, that's a conflict that was introduced in season two. I definitely feel what you're saying about the complimentary because it doesn't feel like a traditional season because book three is actually like it's we're tying everything up in a way that we're not used to. It's like with She-Ra, like season five of she is completely different from literally the rest of the show. Like it's very much heel turn and it's not a bad thing. It's just very different from, and it feels very separated from the four seasons prior to it. And that's kind of what Kipo's done, but in a smoother manner.
0: Yeah. Interesting, interesting stuff. And yeah, maybe here we are in the future in the epilogue of, uh of the last episode of Kipo. I think certainly that's how, what it felt like. But um I think the overall point of like, maybe something that makes differentiates Kipo from any other show we've talked about really on this podcast is the uh completeness and the smoothness of the story. Um, Just like not many shows get to be this tight 30 episode one story. Most shows, not even animated shows. This is like, for me, pretty indicative of like cable dramas of like, here's yes. the story this season, yeah. here's the story next season. Like, and it's like very just different stuff. And we did get a little bit of that this season with Dr. Amelia, but to the show's credit, I think one of Delaney's big points is that it, it all feels really tied together. And I do think that's one of the strengths. Well, of it's
1: I, like kind of what Michelle was saying and we're we're kind and we're kind of getting there now too is this well you want more episodes of Kipo. well what are we going to do now like it's kind of like this yeah the conflict's like, over like the conflict's over and like my thing is that like there's a lot of shows that just they don't have a conflict or like like with Steven a lot of the conflict was in the background and then it would pull forward and then it would pull back like that was a lot of like there was a lot of weird like Steven is 6 seasons and like we go all over the place a lot more episodes a lot more episodes a lot a lot more episodes and and Kipo's also kind of like a lot of the shows we cover are that 11 minute format Kipo's not and and makes again makes it much more similar to the storytelling you get in Avatar and Korra and of course you can't discount like Kipo was clearly clearly inspired by certain aspects of Korra and Avatar and this I had the point. It's leaving. Oh, about the it, it's like we already we we finished. And not only did we finish, like I would have been fine if we didn't get the epilogue. I did have the epilogue spoiled for me because I saw screen caps. But um, like I didn't like like there's nothing wrong with the time jump. But it's also like especially with the time jump, what more do we need? Like we've told this complete like Kipo yes. is gonna live out the rest of her life, and it's gonna be awesome. Like she's like there's nothing more like Kipo's story is like her bringing everyone together. Cause that's who Kipo is. And also getting her family back. Like all of Kipo's like, and Wolf, like all of this is about family and like bringing communities together. And we got that. It's done. <laughs> like, what more yeah. do we need? Do you want to watch an episode about like, no, no
0: more conflict in Kipo's <laughs> life ever that's can
1: yeah we're good that's what we need that's what just we have from our stories from That's what Kipo. we want yeah and so like, you're I'll saying you thought it, it, it wrapped everything it. up right with well, yeah <laughs>
0: fan fiction for sure you're saying yeah. you threw, everything was wrapped up very well you and uh, yeah, yeah. I think, okay and we can we can talk about that but briefly in terms of the legacy of Kipo i don't think we need to go into this too much but um if, if we've established Kipo like uh, is has a format of like an avatar the last Air, airbender that is very appealing to some people uh, a lot of people i think including myself um but i think this is a very broadly uh applicable show with its you can just go on netflix you can watch this entire epic arc in 30 episodes um i yeah. think uh, it's it's i do think this is this I've, I've said this before i think this has lasting power and i've also said like i think kipo is a special show i think this season wraps it up well so i think that this is like uh, one of the most special shows we've covered on this podcast um you know to me it 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 jumps out apart from any out of anything apart from Steven universe and Bojack. So I think that's some pretty high praise for, for Kipo. Um, and we'll see how it goes down. I don't know. I do think like the circumstances are right for the show being, having a lasting impact, similar to avatar into the future people, uh, being, being able to visit it for the first time and consume it, uh, and go just go on this journey that Kipo has. Um, transition michelle any any follow-up thoughts on that or if we want to transition to the next thing uh what, what something that like is standing out to you that you like about the season we haven't uh that we haven't talked a lot about yet
2: uh what i was mostly thinking about just like in relation to other shows one thing i really appreciated and this is like the only thing i screen capped because like i had to hunker down and finish like is five it
0: is it boulder keepo
2: uh no but oh my god she looks amazing but no I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to distract that. myself with that <laughs> um like the thing that really shook me cuz like we we've we've talked a lot about um Kipo's relationship with Scarlett and while I do like that is like I like Deline, like that is so my stuff one thing I really appreciated this season was that the show seemed very intentionally to give a lot more focus back to Wolf and like yes. Scarlet Mane's there but also like Wolf and Scarlet Mane have a whole relationship mm-hmm. but like the thing that really broke me was when the kaiju battle's happening and Wolf's immediately like I'm not letting you do this alone and she's there with her for pretty much the entire mm-hmm. fight and then after that it's like all of Kipo's closest friends, like, including Jamak, which is so funny. Like, what a what a change by the beginning of the season to this. And, like, they're all coming together. And in that way, it, it reminded me of what I feel is, like, this wonderful shift away. Um, to, like, similar to, like, Steven Universe future and similar to the ending of She We're Out, where, like, these shows... And, again, like, this is still, like, a children's show like, broadly, um, but, like, the fact that, like, there's this ongoing conversation when you have a main character who, like, assumes they have to resolve all the conflict themselves, and that's, like, so not (laughs) usually the best-case scenario, and seeing more and more of, like, the people they've impacted and care about come to their aid, um, and help them do this as, like, a group effort, is, like, so nice to see. Yes. And it, it just, it fits so well with the theme of the show being, like, as Delaney was saying, like, so family-focused. um, Like, you know, blood family, but also fan family. And they really, they just, they highlighted, like, the teamwork effort of that so well this season that by the time you get to the epilogue, I feel like what makes the epilogue feel so satisfying in a way a lot of epilogues don't is just, like, it's the culmination of all the effort. Like, they're all five years older they're they're fitting into these new lives and they're comfortable and they're happy and they're together they're a family that's that's what they wanted when you see them all like laying down on the grass and they're just like at peace with life and with each other it's just such a crazy nice moment like i feel like that's like one of the moments i'm gonna go back to it's just seeing how like they're all older, but like they they're still each other's family. And like it did turn out okay. And that's like such a good I don't know, like that's the kind of energy I want to see more in shows. And I feel like it was really nicely handled. Cause like, yeah, Keepo, like keep us one of those, you know, one of those protagonists that like it's probably gonna want to take on too much literally all the time. And I think it's really nice that, you know, some of her family pushed back at her. Like I like that Wolf and Scarlamine like went off to do a mission and you're like like, we get this about Kipo, we think it might be a flaw, we're gonna do this our own way. And then they, like, realize after trying it their way that, like, oh, like, this is why we probably shouldn't go behind Kipo's back this and, like, really- change our minds. It's, like, it's so nice to see that, like, we, we we see them actually try things and change their mind in real time. Like, yeah. it's just, it's so much more satisfying than if Kipo just went, don't do it, and they're like, yeah, okay. Like, because they're their own people, like, and as the, as much as this show is about Kipo, I feel like the fact that so many of these characters on their own are able to make decisions in a way that makes sense for them personally, and not just because they see the world the way Kipo does is like a really good way to flesh out like the reality um, of the world. And yeah, that might've been a little bit of a tangent into a direction, but like basically like I love that it's, it's stayed so consciously about family and like that belongs the culmination of all that. And it's so good.
1: Well, there's really a lot of, like, one, a really important moment in the scenes you're talking about. Like, a really important line that stuck out to me was when when Wolf is like, we can't be with Kipo and not stand next to her. Yeah. Which that was really, like, one, that I, like, felt that in my soul. Mm-hmm. And then also it's like, that's really, like. That's, like, we can't, like, you know, there's no half. There are no half measures. We're either all in on Kipo or we're not. We have to do it her way, which I thought, you know, was really meaningful, especially coming from Wolf. And there's some more scenes like that. You're talking about making decisions in real time. Like, Wolf, she, you know, talks to Scarlaine a lot. She even talks to Margot when she's like, look, I didn't think this... Kipo changed my mind and there's this constant of like reaffirming why she changed her mind and everything Kipo's done and all the things that she's experienced and then also like their own people like something that I think Kipo has done exceptionally well and I mean and I mean and I don't even mean just with animation I mean all media is when you have a trio well really a quartet but like it's Dave but like granted but that's the same thing though too is like Dave had his moment to shine this season and also like this doesn't feel like like, I would never say Wolf or Benson are side characters. They each get their moments to breathe and it's also like for example, it's like, yeah, Wolf and Kipo are best friends, but Benson and Kipo have such a special relationship and we get to see that and like another, like you know, something I really like—it's a little scene—is when Benson's like, oh, "I had a date," and then Kipo's, like, "We have to do this," and Benson's like, "Okay." So like, it just—it's really <laughs> sweet these moments. And I, I'm like, you know, and it's not just when Wolf's not there. Like Kipo can always turn to Benson for different issues, and like, I think that's something Kipo's done such a good job about—is selling this family, selling these relationships. And it's like, and me and my wife were joking. It's like, like we're talking about like, what, like I saw a comic today, and I was showing my wife, and it's like Wolf, like called uh, Leo and Song, mom and dad, and they're like sobbing. And I, and we were just joking, like Leo and Song are just like, I'm your parents now, like to everyone, <laughs> like they're like, I'm your, I'm your mom, like, they, they, they to, to Benson, today, like they're, they're, they're everyone's mom now, and like that's just something they've done such a good job about, and it's just like what well, that's really what the epilogue, like that's what's so sad song about the epilogue and like and even and even and even hugo's there they're all there and it's and another scene i wanted to point out real quick what that was really meaningful about that too was something that really got me was when when hugo's dying and it's not just kipo and song and leo but all like wolf and benson and dave are all behind her And, like, everyone's crying. And it's not just because it's, it's because they all, like, they're all a family. And it was just so devastating to watch, like, all of it. And so that was something that really stood out to me was just how much, like, all of the, it's, like, this isn't just, like, oh, because we say everything's found family. But, like, this is really, like, they really sell you on these relationships between all of the characters. Dave and Leo have an episode. That's amazing. Like, why? I don't know. But they do. And, like, they sell you on all of these relationships.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a lot of good stuff about the the family aspect of Kipo, and that's and I like that point that that's why the epilogue plays really well. I think is uh, highlighting those aspects. I mean, in general, I'm very pro epilogue. Always have been very, and this is a this is a great epilogue. Uh, this is a, a one oh, of the best amazing. ones. So, uh, like, so good. and seeing all the new designs, especially uh, Kipo, older Kipo,
2: God, is incredible. Yes. Kipo, yes, <laughs> looks so cool. Oh my I God, was her
1: so hair! Mad. Like, I'm so got ruined for me. But then I was like so excited, so I saw the screen cap on Twitter and then we watched the episode and I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> like, I just I can't get over it. It's just and then Wolf's hair, it's just they're all great. All of them look Benson's
2: great. Benson's hair. Oh my god. I know.
1: And like Troy they're so cute. So yeah,
0: cute. Well Benson and Troy a big component of the epilogue too. Um okay. they they so. kiss in the epilogue babe I think. Um so let's, let's well, talk about also- yeah. They also
1: give Troy a lot. They give. We can talk about this more, obviously, but like I do want to say that, like you know, as much as like they do, they have to. They put Benson and Troy sometimes in the background. A lot of development happens off screen. Troy is very central to this season, and he's amazing.
0: Yeah, let's talk about Benson and Troy because in some ways it feels. Um... It, 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 it's not like uh, a main character relationship like uh, we're used to seeing, but we finally see the, the culmination of this where like two main characters, but this is, you know, like something that is, right. is threaded throughout the entire season um, in a way, which I feel like is exactly what we wanted. They're dating right away this season. Um
1: We don't need, will they or won't they just put them together? The, the, look,
0: <laughs> We have this see, show. We're talking, this is a hot topic of like characters actually dating during the show. Look, a third of yes. the show, Troy and Benson end up dating. Cause, uh, they mention a date in episode one. We get boyfriend. Troy didn't episode even two. exist in
1: season one. Like the progress. Yeah, good stuff. Anyway,
0: that's true. Uh, they, they have a hug in five. Um, then eight. A big, the big Troy Benson episode. that Benson asking, uh, Troy to the prom, and then they kiss. Um, and. Uh, kiss again in that blog. Yeah, I know there's a kiss in the cheek, too, before. This. So um, it, it doesn't, I mean, all of this like a year ago would be uh, mind blowing, um, right? So it's still, it yeah. still is, but uh, this is, uh, you know, we're in a new world now where all this stuff is a little bit more commonplace, but I think to the extent that we saw Troy and Benson be romantic throughout the season is maybe unprecedented in its own right, especially for two men in a relationship in oh, a that's kids animated insane. show. Like, you
1: know, this, what's something... It, it's almost, like, I don't know how I want to put it. Like, one, it's a big deal because, like, a- after Voltron, it was kind of, like, no guys, no- none. And now we're, like, look, we got, like, Benson and Troy, and they're super cute. And I'm, like, super, like, that's the thing. Like, this is, I mean, this is a big deal, I think. Like, Voltron did it, but they, like but Kipo actually did it. Like we actually, Yeah, I just want to say
0: about Voltron. I know a lot of people are obviously very frustrated with how queer rep handled in Voltron. I think Voltron directly paved the way for what Kipo does here. It's a dream dream work show. So like, I'm very grateful for what the Voltron crew went through and their struggles to to bring whatever they could to the screen. I know it didn't go great, Um, but now we see the, the benefit of, of the work of shows like that put in only a few years ago.
1: Oh, definitely. And that's the, that's the thing. Like, well, it's just like, you know, it's like people, Korra, there are so many people, there's so many things you could say about Korra, but like, we wouldn't be here without Korra, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have She-Ra without Korra, like, we, yeah. these are, And I think that's this been, is like, pro-
0: properly highlighted by a lot of uh, news outlets uh, throughout this year, yes. which has been wonderful. Oh,
1: yeah, so. every, every time there's an article, they're like, Korra saw me, and I'm like, yes, you are
0: correct. <laughs> Yeah, but no, but I mean, look, like, so uh, uh, part of it is highlighting the, uh, the groundbreakingness of Benson and Troy, uh, with, uh, you know, this is the, a lot of talk about how there's not as much, um, yeah. male, male queer rap in kids animated shows. Uh, and I think Benson and Troy is, uh, a, a standout example that will hopefully pave the way for even more in the future. But in its own right, this just feels like a pretty complete, uh, like love story, um, that, doesn't so even cute. seem censored at all. Like, apparently it wasn't, but like, it's like, how are we here that this is just a thing where they're together all throughout the season? And apart from like the queer up aspect of it, they was, I thought it was just a great plot line this season. I thought it was really well integrated. Um, it's like, oh, there's a prom episode. Obviously, we need to do a big Benson and Troy yeah. story. Um, and then
1: the prom Like, I really like, like, I like how, like, they were like, this is an ancient tradition. I was like, I hate this show, but like, it was good, Like, they did such a good job with it. Like, they, like, that's the thing. Everything feels so real and, um, and it not, and we got I can I don't know when this is coming like eventually the show will happen like we're talking like you know we're this there's this natural progression of things it's like well now we just need um our like queer like you know male main character and his boyfriend going on adventures like that's that's the next step
0: yeah um i mean yeah we're getting like maybe an owl house version of, of that for for women yeah and uh yeah are are you, you and are you an animated show that's aired in the last uh year and a half if you don't have a uh prom, prom. episode that's gay spelled gay prom that, prom, gay right? prom that also prom. is not called exactly prom has some weird variation of prom like why like oh i would like first the
1: so problem we, is like they are all prom so one this one's literally called prom which is really funny but it's, it's really like yeah, like, like, yeah. funny like i lo- i'm so glad i watch netflix with like subtitles it makes my life a lot easier but then like um so we had princess prom that was still prom grom is like it's just so funny like it's just so yeah, the fact that we
0: got princess prom Gram in owl house and then uh prom all within like a year
1: I will pretty, say pretty this nice. is what got me like this this prom is what sent me over the edge like i like, I was is like, it, you, is think, you think you think this ended. is
0: the best of the proms that's a
1: some beloved proms that take. came before this. oh that's a good take okay let's see let's um I who it's hard I loved this prom my only issue with this prom is that Kimo and wolf didn't dance like <laughs> um
0: were we shipping the keybone were we like are they gonna do it in the epilogue was there any of that happening with you guys this
1: is the problem i love the family aspect but me and my wife were also like but what if they were gay (laughs) like (laughs) like both are good like i don't like i don't it's i don't it's i'm very much like i want both and you could have both it's very much a uh um flash iris west situation and like it's like I know, it could I happen.
0: I, I can figure out what that is, but I don't know what that is. Um,
1: Iris, but... <laughs> Iris's family adopts Barry Allen. And then like, and they fall in love and everything. But like, he was, they like were raised together in the same house. Okay, sketch. Uh,
0: but that's uh, all.
1: That's all you need. That's all the context yeah, you need. It, yeah, I got
0: it. So thank you. Uh, yeah, we definitely went the uh, no love interest wrote, wrote with Kipo. Like, Kipo doesn't end up with anyone. Very Moana esque
2: Too uh, busy. <laughs> she had, is yeah. too busy.
1: That's true. There's not enough room in her brain for that nonsense. Like.
0: And since the the uh, Benson debacle in season one has not expressed any romantic interest for anyone,
1: yeah. I mean, to be fair, like I would have been like, I need to like sit down for a little bit. But... <laughs> she's still
0: recovering from that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I mean, this. I mean, as a thir- as someone who was a thirteen year old girl once, that's that's pretty upsetting. <laughs> like, not in that she's upset. It's just like, wow, I'm embarrassed. I need to leave. We, we could have but... you could have
0: done the show and Keepo with someone, and it's five years later, and that blog you could. But no, we the show is not really interested um, in doing that. Anyway, Which I that think that's,
1: it's an interesting yeah. choice, I think, to have this really prominent romance, like love story, and it not be the main character. Like, I mm-hmm. think it's like it's really neat. Like, That's I something really, we're used I to. I liked recently. it a lot. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah It's interesting. Um, uh, before before we move on, though, Michelle, any anything we didn't talk about with Troy and Benson? Uh, how you liked them throughout the season?
2: I really, I really liked Troy and Benson. I was wondering like how much focus they were going to get, and I feel like it was a very. <laughs> I'm happy with the amount like it's it's hard because you're balancing like the real plot stuff with like the characterization stuff and I feel like the balance they reached with Troy and Benson made a lot of sense given everything else that had to happen this season the thing that I think's pretty because like yeah it's a really good point that there is just a lot less gay male (laughs) queerness in children's animation and honestly the thing that i feel like made Troy and Benson stand out in a way that like, honestly, not like a lot of queer rep has um, in that circle is that they're, their affection for each other is so casually and freely given because I feel like a lot of yes, times, yes, 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 a lot, a, yeah, a lot of times, um, in shows, it's like you have to wait till the very end, and there's this one dramatic kiss that like finally proves how they feel. And this is like their little kisses here and there, and none of it's dramatic, none of it's a like a big statement. But that's like part of what's so wonderfully normalizing about it. And in that zone, right, I feel. Like it's very like we don't really see that period anyway, so like that's like part of the edge that I feel like they have over a lot. Of, and that, it's not a contest, but like it sets them apart, you know.
0: No, I, I completely agree. The the normalization of their their romantic interactions throughout the season, even before the season, is uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's a breath of fresh air. It feels incredible. Um, it's something that we are. Yeah, like I mean. Kurosami and even like a a Catradora, like they're wonderful. They culminate at the end, um, you know, Mm -hmm. like outside of maybe what we're getting with Owl House is not something we've ever really seen before with a a queer couple. Being cute in the show. Yeah. Yeah, being
2: really cute and having the confirmation so early that it doesn't have to be a thing that you feel half crazy for reading into is real. Yeah, no one one ever doubted Troy
0: and Benson. Yeah, yeah,
2: we never doubted it because we knew he had a crush on him the second he saw him at the end of season one and He'd already told Kipo he was straight up gay, so there, like the there's there's no struggle. You can just enjoy it, and again, just like the constant casualness of that affection, I feel like it's just so it's so good. That's part of normalizing anything. Just like sometimes it's nice to be casual and just have a lot of it.
1: <laughs> and the like pink anime background they do every time is
2: definitely
0: the best. (laughs) Pink anime background. I also want to say, I think Ruby and Sapphire also had a similar uh, normalization. uh, Yeah, for sure. Once you realize they exist. Once you realize they exist, it's really good. I I think from Benson just flat out saying he's gay in, what, episode 6 to the introduction of of his crush on Troy at the end of season 1, through them starting to thread it into season 3, his crush, their increasing interactions to them, straight up dating and kissing multiple times in season 3. Uh, maybe maybe this is a hot take, maybe it's not I think this is the most complete uh, Queer romance arc we've seen In animation
2: Yes, sold
0: Not a lot, uh, to be fair, not a lot of competition Because everything's been censored <laughs> Not but, a lot of competition um, is censored Hopefully we're seeing a, a similar thing with Lumity But in Alhazp Please, yeah,
1: yeah. That's true. dear god, I will die I want it so bad
0: I
2: trust them, <laughs> I'm and excited nothing, And
1: like, there's nothing wrong with, you know Everyone loves, like you know how you know how many fanfics I read that are like, it's like what is it? What do they call it? A uh, slow burn? Yeah, and, like, like the it's, very chase.
2: We love kind those. Love.
1: Yeah, we yeah. love that. But also, like, can we like? And honestly, this is a criticism of straight, like you know, of just media period. Like, it's like I watched a lot of Bones growing up, and it took six oh, seasons God. to <laughs> get together. That's and I'm like, Why oh,
2: did
1: no. y'all do this? And it's like just. It's like, there's like, I don't know what it is with this fascination with like romance. Will they or won't they? But then not actually like, which Kim Possible actually did a really good job in the season four that no one watched, but like eight people were like, they came back and they were dating and they had the whole season and it was amazing. So it's like, we we can do this. Like, let let us have it
0: yeah i think we've shifted from like oh shows have never done at least anim- animated shows they've never done people dating with you know now we've tried benson we have uh a romance arc with with uh, lumity so i i think uh it's it's less of a hypothetical now now it's like the present um keep yeah. a b- big part of that um yeah love really really wonderful stuff from troy and benson i, I want to shift gears about as much as you can to dr amelia um <laughs> yeah. but uh Ooh. we could if, if there's any Ooh, further troy, if there's other f- further troy and benson thoughts you can always bring them up um but I think Michelle made a really interesting point earlier with uh, the, the the level of sympathy the show wants you to view Dr. Amelia with because this is a very hot topic with Infinity Train Book Three recently and its treatment. Also, of Simon. in
2: Amelia, it's just like M versus A, but yeah, still, that's like, the, the other, other Amelia. From in that show. Amelia's in general that, yeah. in animation.
0: Amelia's have to be like old ladies or not, not old, yes, but you know, like have, middle, it's, it's a,
2: a, a sneaky plan at one point in their lives,
0: middle aged, uh, like, qu- at least questionable motivation. I don't know. Yeah, uh, women. <laughs> uh, I, I do think um da- the, what we did with Dr. Amelia extremely bold move with uh, showing her j- flat out murdering her brother in episode nine in
1: the back. I wasn't ready. I really like. I loved it. Me and my wife paused it. We were like, she killed her brother. (laughs) We were like, like, right before it happened, we were like, oh my God, she's going to kill him. Like, this is what binge watching with my wife is like there's a lot of pausing and yelling <laughs> <about> <laughs> sounds what's like going uh, on.
0: april with ladybug but uh no it's
2: yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a good, i can picture like, it
0: yeah right <laughs> the, uh it's it's I, I thought that was like oh my god i cannot believe they went there and then also in the finale when she it's not like a huge deal she picks up she the shard of glass to try her. to murder Keepo. i was like wow oh, I, no. I, I saw the glass on the ground I'm like all right that's something they could do that but uh
1: I don't, I, I, and then she did it and i was like you were good so here's okay so let's 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 break this down a little bit so one in the beginning dr amelia is like i've been trying to kill this baby for 13 years that's (laughs) messed up you're messed up you're trying to kill a baby then you meet the baby and you still want to kill her why would you want to kill kipo the sweetest human being ever to exist on earth
2: but we know why
1: she's a precious baby and then and then like just she's just so and this is something that i think like, this is actually, this is a really big topic I want to talk about with Dr. Amelia, and it's something I've been thinking about a lot. And I, I, I'm i going to talk a lot about Steven Universe just because it's, like, really one of the big, like, comparisons because Steven and Kipo ultimately are extremely similar characters. These shows have extremely similar messages of found family of um, and of this concept of radical empathy and of, like, living your life in a way that like you see the good in everyone and about like it doesn't matter what others say and do but you like this goodness like of what's right and what's wrong Mm -hmm. and that and what should be extended to everyone and so Kipo and Steven are very similar characters and they're very similar shows but here is where Kipo and Steven diverge in a way that like again I'm here I'm like I might right now Kipo's like my top shows are Korra, Avatar, she-ra and steven universe and i think kipo right now it might be my number one i think it's better than avatar and ultimately i think it might accomplishes what steven universe may have failed to accomplish and this is what i want to talk about a little bit and of course i love steven like hello i'm like such a garnet stan but like i just want to talk about like these different stories and like i think kipo addresses a lot of what people kind of either didn't get with steven or they or they think that maybe steven didn't accomplish which is like you get to change your mind, and you're like, okay, Steven did it. Steven won. He He's made, ev- like, Steven is so hopeful and loving and positive that, and he's right, and everyone agrees with Steven. And here, and maybe and maybe they're, we're accomplishing different things, but I guess maybe this speaks more to Kipo's character, where Kipo, there's other than in Steven Universe Future, and even that conflict isn't about like this conflict of right over wrong. This was Steven struggling with all of his trauma for the past forever because boy, that neat boy needed therapy. But here we have Kipo, we see her struggle in season three with, you know, she didn't want to fight her people. And then she's like, okay, I have to. Because I didn't fight, people I loved got hurt. This is all my fault and I'm going to finish it. And that's, you know, and then of course, Wolf and... Um, And then we get this really amazing, like Dave, like nonsense. And also, and, and Benson are like, you can't come back from this. You can't do this. This will completely change who you are. And this is, you can't do this. And ultimately Kipo's like, you're right. And so, and then even after all that, and even after song tells Kipo that, that there's that Dr. Amelia can't come back, that she killed her brother. And that she is like, you know, the most horrible human being you can possibly be. That she is so convinced by by all of this that she can't be changed. Kipo tries anyway. And that I think is one of the most compl- like Steven, we get the happy ending. Everyone agrees with Steven, everyone's happy. We just kind of were like, I'm not going back to homeworld because they're crazy. But here, and we and like, even ultimately, when you think Steven's gonna lose in the movie, like he doesn't spinel comes to like come like agrees with him and then here kipo she's like i know you've done horrible things and but not even though her whole thing even though dr amelia's whole thing was taking away everyone's agency in their mind kipo was like no one deserves that not even you and she went in like she she didn't have to she saved amelia from being lost to to the mega and like it's it's so incredible. And even though Amelia was like, she was literally just going to straight up murder Kipo like several times. Like it wasn't like Kipo was like, it doesn't matter. Like you still deserve this chance. And to me, that is just like the, like the boundless, like love that Kipo has is just so overwhelming. And I love it so much. And it means so much to me. And it just, and also that that's what we kind of tie together here in Kipo is that like all living things deserve to live as they are and to be happy. And, you know, that's just something that I just love so much and I identify with so incredibly. And, and you know, it just helps, too, that, you know, like, Dr. Emily was going to be punished. They were going to have a trial for her or whatever. And then, no, she just gets stuck with Gus, which is the best, like, like punishment for her. But, in, again, that's also indirect. Like, that's her fault because she tried to murder Kipo again. So, but that's, like, that's really, like, what is – that's what all of this is really meaningful to me is that Dr. Emily's existence – it's not just about having this horror. like we get we get this direct comparison between Scarlamane, which Kipo, like, you know, you know, they keep saying like really deep, deep down. And she's like, no, not so really deep down, like scarlemagne, like you, like you've expressed, like, I know what's there. And we see Scarlemagne come around. And then we also have Dr. Amelia, who like literally cannot, like, she's just will not will never. And those people exist and they're real. And Kipo's still like, you know this isn't about you. This is about me and I'm going to be me. And that's, I'm like, I'm going to give you this chance and it's not on me for you to take it.
0: Yeah. That's some really interesting stuff. I love how you, you talked about that. Um, I t- totally think you're tapping into what the show's going for with Kipo as a character. Um, I think in terms of the, comparisons to other shows like yeah i think kipo probably presents the same boundless love that a steven does and i think it's interesting how the shows the difference i feel like is uh, how the shows ultimately have uh, handle what happens with the villain despite you know the protagonists are expressing boundless love and empathy and then um you know maybe an avatar and a kipo have this uh this solution this unconventional solution um, in terms of the, the, the energy bending and here, like, uh, she's stuck with Gus. Um, and then Stephen takes the step to actually, like, change, change White Diamond's mind and, uh, like, actually redeem the villains or you quote unquote redeem, not actually what they're doing, but, um, yeah. it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's really interesting to compare it to the two, but yeah, certainly Kipo's expression of, uh, of of love i think is i feel like is the most important part and yeah i think uh in terms of the empathy for all living creatures i think like uh totally think this is a huge component of kipo as the uh it's the conflict is like animals versus humans and uh you know sapient animals but uh the you know kipo like you have a villain here who's not uh who's seems incapable of exp- or unwilling more like it to express uh, this empathy for the mutes as being different from uh, the other from, from humans um, and keep this whole season's kind of about uh, tapping into this empathy and not othering people who are different from you. Um,
2: you know I, what this actually, I mean, I I came at this from a very different perspective. I saw a lot of like infinity train season three.
0: <laughs> I think, I think similar kind of to what infinity train because
2: doing. like yeah. for me, like, one thing that struck me is like' cause like i I do think it's been like a very a more common thread for a lot of these shows to like have conversations about empathy and like what's like the right or best way to like give empathy to people that could harm you um and I did think it was very interesting that you know <sighs> I, I think, like, when I was a teenager, I started to develop this kind of, like, irritation when... Um Movies, like especially like Disney, like they have like this unwritten rule where like the protagonist, no matter how evil the villain is, they're never allowed to kill them because it would like, (laughs) you know, it's just just not allowed. The villain has to do it themselves or like cause an avalanche or fall off a cliff. Um, There was always that line there. And it used to frustrate me because I'm like, look, like the protagonist doesn't have to be perfect. Sometimes it's okay to like for the to to, if it's self-defense if it's life or death like it's I think sometimes like it can be portrayed in a way that ultimately makes sense and deserves to be seen and I remember like when I was watching Infinity Train book three when like sorry spoilers for that obviously but like when the culmination happens like Simon really does just do himself in and Grace gives him every opportunity, even when he's literally trying to end her life. Um, she won't she won't kill him and she grieves his death when he's gone. And I remember like my reaction to that was very much like, oh, like at first I was like, oh, man, it's that trope. But then I was like, oh, my God, no, this like it had to be done this way because like there is no universe where Grace should have his blood on her hands. Like she does not deserve that as a character like <laughs> that would not be fair to her so when i was watching dr Amelia, like i, I had a very similar feeling where i was like Kibo's given her every opportunity so as far as kipo's concerned she's she's done her best here she is doing this for her own moral reasons like to an extent like it doesn't really matter if Dr. Amelia takes it or not. It's about Kipo doing what she thinks sh- she needs to do and what she believes in doing. And for Dr. Amelia to have her downfall when she is again trying to just like hurt Kipo, it's like, yeah, she did herself in, but like, that's like, that's literally the point. Like, if you're so unwilling to change, um, you kind of like, yeah, what you get is what you get. And it's like a very sobering kind of, I mean, if any training book three was very sobering, like in that message, I feel like less so here, but it's very much like in a continual thing where it's like, I it, it balances like the desire to give someone a chance and other options to try to show them that that is possible, which like in Scarlet's c- case, like completely paid off. Like for him, like, Everyone has their reasons, which is, again, I think why, like, the flashbacks are helpful. Like, we we see enough to understand, like, this is how everyone got to where they are. But the question is, where will they go from here? And in Scarlet case, he was able to move forward in a much more positive, open-hearted, empathetic way. But for Dr. Amelia, like she, she she wasn't, and that's like why she ended up where she is. Like it's a directly result of her actions because she was given so many opportunities to change her mind, and she just didn't want to. So I feel like it's a it's a nice way of kind of balancing both those things in a way that feels really honest and like sincere, and not like anyone got off easy or like anyone got anything too harsh. Like it was a really good balance.
1: Well, it's like. You know at this point like she like that's all it's also this kind of like resentment like she, what was killing Kipo going to accomplish she had lost so that's well, kind of
2: yeah it's like what she represents like I, I think that was even a thing in one of the episodes like oh, yeah. Kipo what asked Kipo like what did, why did she hate me and her mom is like it's not you honey it's like what you represent for the world I feel well, like that's also, like, like, probably her literal yeah. like her literal existence as a mega like yeah, she, like she's human
1: too. And Omega. And so it's like, but it's just one of those things, too. It's like at that point, it's like you were just going to kill her because you suck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's. it's I mean, it's. Yeah. Um no it, and she yeah, no, she she lost when she lost the support of, of all the people and then uh yeah. like yeah. it's interesting how the finale handles that with um it just being her and, and it's all about dealing with also with, you're uh, beating
1: up a thirteen year old girl, you suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: like, Um I think I think uh children's stories have long grappled with the question of what the hero should do with the villain. Yeah. Um and uh this is I think another prominent entry into that discussion. Um one that uh you know, I, I think I don't I don't see what we did with Amelia as like super different than necessarily what other things could do, but the 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 kipos Kipo's characterization and her her expression of love in him, I think that was very affecting in a way, especially in, in that way. Um, in terms of the solution with Gus, I mean, it's you know, I think it's like tantamount, tantamount to to her going to jail or her being killed off oh, unintentionally totally. or something. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, it's know. it's
2: actually a fate worse than death
1: because that kid's annoying. <laughs>
2: it is literally her own version of how it's
1: <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. honestly like they're yeah. literally like oh, you want to be trapped in your old. Um, bro with um a mute that wants nothing more than to be your friend have fun
0: mm-hmm. yeah and and uh, we, michelle brought up scarlamane and more more briefly about like how scarlemagne ends up being handled you know he does have this uh quote-unquote redemption arc in which he's just uh he he's expressing empathy and and regret for like how he he acted before and he uh he he does kind of get this full complete story um and then interestingly he he gets the uh the sacrificial the the, the, the sacrificial oh. redemption move what i found what i find interesting because we always talk about like uh, i was like before she it's like oh is catcher gonna gonna die to redeem herself that's the classic right. discussion yeah. right but here i think scarlet already he was already, he was already yeah. Right? Yeah. that's kind of what's interesting well. he already went through the arc and he still has this ending
1: well that's how much he loves kipo and i think that's really what like really gets you about about all of this is yeah. he like and then it's been shown like every time they refer to each other as siblings i like cry a little bit and and you know and he even says that at the end where he's like you know if i hadn't been so stubborn like i could have gone with leo and we could have grown up together and it's like cry i'm just gonna cry yeah. it's fine And I think that's really like, I think that is, it's really like, and I had also had this spoiled for me, unfortunately. Like I had seen a really nice comic and I was like, oh great, he dies. Don't let the comics. (laughs) I knew it was coming. God, I I can't be on Twitter. Like it's horrible. (laughs) I was doing so good. And then I was like, man, I got like the two best things (laughs) in the finale spoiled for me. And um but it's definitely this, like, and I think this is. I'm not I, I'm not it's is it a subversion like it's he's already redeemed and he doesn't anyway
0: a of what you'd expect with him and it's literally well, sacrificing it's like himself it's, to redeem himself it's and, not and it's like
1: but no doing. like he's already redeemed and he yeah. sacrifices himself because that's how much he loves Kipo and that really just just gets me like just really just hurts.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it was certainly very emotionally affecting and I think is a pay is an emotional payoff to something that was really well developed throughout the last few seasons. So um, in that regard, I think it's good. Um, the, it, it's, it's like, what is, what is a Scarlet Main's role in the new world? I think this is a, another classic well, I think, question. And, I think that's uh, also
1: what it, that's also like what makes it even more tragic is cause like he was going to fit in. He was gonna like, he could have been he he could have been in the epilogue but he wasn't and that's why i think that's really the true tragedy of it all
2: yeah, yeah i mean it also makes me like more proud of his decision cuz it very much like he he came to it on his own terms and he yeah. did it for very like he just he wanted to protect his sister like the way everyone had like in that final battle was helping out keep it like that was his moment to contribute in a way that he he really wanted to and i i think that makes it like it is really sad, objectively, that he died. But like, I feel like, yeah, it, it makes such a difference that his 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 arc wasn't tied to a grand gesture, and yeah. that the grand gesture came from the fact that just like people literally changed his whole life for the better, and he like he he felt like he needed to like assist her in her time of need too. And it's so good. Oh, I had another point, but I can't remember it now. It'll come back eventually.
0: Okay, let me bring it up a few things. But yeah, it's it's. Um and I think it's very emotionally affecting yeah I don't I think a lot of what we're doing in the finale is a little bit of uh, normal finale moves uh, quote unquote tropes of feel, which I think is you know you'd expect with Avatar did this too you'd expect it from a show like this um, and we have another thing I want to bring up is we have the giant fight uh, in, I don't know if this is a trope but uh, we get the giant kaiju fight uh, from, giant kaiju is,
2: fights
1: definitely a trope
0: yeah I didn't expect it from this show although uh, we <laughs> had d- giant kaiju fight from a studio mirror animated show featuring featuring cutaways to the pilots piloting the ca- I mean obviously I got I Voltron, thought- Voltron I flashbacks
1: what- I thought she was using the walrus to, to, so she could cure Kipo. I was completely like thrown off.
0: Right. So what, I think, so, right. What? So that the, she, initially she was going to do that. I think that's what the show presented. And then she changes her mind. She's like, I, I can't, like, it doesn't matter if I, like, I've already lost, even if I cure Kipo says so an act of like rage, I think it yeah, of her doing
1: that. Also, she shows up to prom. Like, I'm sorry. You put on lipstick to beat up a 13 year old well, girl. Can we talk the about
0: dress, him, her, her look the at outfit. the end? Yeah. Yes.
1: Why and the song? I was like, Jesus! So another, another
0: similarity to like Simon in the finale of Infinity Train. Like, oh, apparently the villains have to uh, literally dress right? to
2: kill.
0: In that <laughs> <home> <laughs> like, yeah.
1: no, she like, she's in heels, and I'm like, I can't yeah. deal with this. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. Like,
0: yeah, you got, you were, you into the look, or were we we couldn't appreciate the oh, look. the problem. So, is, so
1: the problem is, I'm gay. So like that's like that's not my fault. And then. He, like, <laughs> Obviously, there was a reaction, and then I was all like, "Look, there's something about women in black lipstick that's just, you know, a thing." But I was like, "What? I just can't get very, over it." Very, very
0: bold of the show to go from Amelia kill, kills her brother in cold blood. Next episode, uh, is, is, is they make her as hot Pretty, as possible. It wasn't really like, funny very bold
1: of that was like oh yes we like female villains except <laughs> except for amelia like she sucks yeah like, and
0: i guess it's the concluding thing with amelia it's like i do think ultimately they don't go down any sort of empathy route with her like you certainly like it's it's when we present like the fact that her dad was really terrible to her and espoused this hateful identity with her it's it's i i see it as the show trying to more explain why she, why she is the way she is versus yeah. trying to make you sympathize
1: yeah it's with more her. like why are you like? What? What's so messed up about you? <laughs> That's like.
0: And I think very contrasting with how Leo uh, taught K- Kipo empathy, um, yes, and and kind of the role of of dads and parents in in instilling mm-hmm. these core values in their children. Um But yeah, I mean, I think that was, and then you know, like that, it's, it's like, oh, we're going to explain why she's the way she is. Then she kills her brother, and like, oh my god, yeah, that whole flashback is brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I like overall with me, I don't know, like, I wasn't like, uh, I think at the end, it was very interesting, all the stuff we talked about they did with her. Otherwise, I wasn't like, uh, uh, incredibly, like super into the arc of her as the main villain of the season. But I think as we've talked about, it's like not primarily about that. It's about these other themes. Um, that it just
1: makes Kipo the best game. character ever. That's all.
0: And yeah, more about Kipo and about the, 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 the unity theme and about, uh, the, the world and stuff. Um, yeah. So I, I think, uh, we did, we, we did do some interesting things with her at the ends and, uh, the uh, what, what else about the? I have, I have some other random things to bring up. Do we want to do that? Um, sure, oh, yeah, I mean, okay. We, men- we mentioned Zane. Here's my Zane comments. Um, <laughs> I'm ready, right. I've been waiting. I don't remember the it would be more if I better if I remembered the workout raccoon lady's name, Label. Um, yeah.
1: Her name's Label,
0: Label, label. okay, Label, Label, yeah, exactly. Got you
1: guys, don't Label worry.
0: and Zane is uh, lesbian, himbo, solidarity.
2: Oh my That's god, my god. It. okay, it's, it's like absolutely it. correct.
1: Oh my like that is. They even open a gym together. I can't get over it. They like, open
0: a gym together at the end. You
1: know? you know, Dylan, I was sitting here waiting for this comment, and it, there's no way that it could have been like I couldn't have. I been held on a to better it comment. It. Like I really, I'm really glad. Like this is. Thank you.
0: I think that's what they're going for. I don't think it's like my smart answer. I think that's just what they're going for. No, that's
2: absolutely like this isn't. You're not reading too much into it. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. have so w- a question though, like is Greta like also a himbo? Because she definitely has that himbo energy about yeah, her. Yeah, just yeah, no a himbo. Like that's right. Absolutely. Her.
0: her Herbo or whatever yeah no she, yeah i, I think Herbo. i was like i was like we're missing a himbo from kipo yeah i guess it's greta um but we get greta's smart moment at the end commenting on wolf that's interesting That was
1: okay that was also I, I, really funny and they're uh, like and she's back I, 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 re- I, do,
0: I, I really appreciate the like taking off of the the wolf skin at the end i think that was oh, a, a big move so good.
1: Um, that was oh just chef's kiss also she's adorable
0: yeah, uh, and it tied tied in well to when Margot uh, came, her, her childhood friend came back.
1: Oh, I will lie, every time somebody got cured. I was like, I'm gonna cry. Like I was like, don't cure the children. Ugh.
0: Yeah, well, uh, the, I think the use of children, I think was uh, was good early on too. Let's let's talk about the the fact that uh, y- people, including Yum and the other rat and <laughs> some other people, or get.
2: Oh, oh, his bulgy eyes! His irregular cat was so unsettling. They really did
1: like the thing. Was like the entire time it was happening, me and my wife were like, "It's it's yummy, it's yummy," and they like play it up. They're like, "Look!" And I was like, "Why are y'all doing this to me?" Like it there was like they 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 like literally go around the whole world before we come back to yummy. And I'm like, "I hate you! I hate what you're doing! You're hurting me!" Oh,
0: yeah, uh, it's it's it's. A, I think. um Something how this season deals with death, considering Amelia at the end uh, is has a similar ish fate to death. And then, you know, we have the the curing of uh, of the the sapient uh, mutes and them turning into normal animals. I, you know, I think is is supposed to be viewed as a death by the show. Um, Oh,
1: definitely. Well, and and that's what the thing was like theoretically it's like, could they cure them? And then it's like, I guess not. And so that's kind of like, you know, I was kind of hoping maybe we get a little bit of that in the epilogue, but no, it was really like that. I think to me that was really what was so upsetting.
0: It's it's upsetting. It's 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 uh, like I think satisfying in a, in a stake sort of way, like right. that, that there's consequences. Well, the thing was
1: like they did it like one they did it to Yumyan, which was like, oh my god. And then they did it to Brad and like they kept like they kept right. doing it. And it was so like which is what makes it so mean. Are you looking up
0: these yeah. mutes names, or do you just know all
1: no, of them? No, I just know their names.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, it Brad, helps, Yeah,
1: I'm telling you, you have to watch everything. There was no way I could have said Doge and Hoge's name right if I didn't have. Yeah, I don't look up. Like, have, like you got to watch Netflix with,
0: with the subtitles. With, yeah, with if, subtitles. if they're good I watched subtitles, I watch
1: everything everything with subtitles shot <laughs> very- fired
2: at hbo max's subtitles still and wow yeah
0: they fixed their subtitles we're on good terms now they fixed them um <laughs> no net, so, some if netflix cares about their show it's great subtitles if they don't care it's sometimes bad subtitles
2: that's true
0: that's accurate. um yeah the, uh, the 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 mutes being yeah and i think the fact that they stay dead in quotes being animals um is uh it, and their their life still clearly matters as we still see Yum-Yan in the in the finale. Um, and, uh...
2: <laughs> where is he? <laughs> that, the whole episode about how they just can't find him, which is such a cat person. Like, it's so real, though. Like, where'd your cat hide? Literally could be anywhere. You mean in
0: the catcher where there's a giant hole in the wall? Right? <laughs> Yeah, Um, I think I think that the decision by the mutes to ultimately hear out the humans who had done that to all their murdered all their friends in a sense. Like I think the fact that they stay dead is essential for that being such an act of empathy uh, on their part.
1: Yeah, no, that's the thing. Because here's the thing: like, it's we talked about like everyone's done wrong, and it's true, but it's also like let's talk about these specific humans. Like, there's obviously there's been a generational like problem, but like as soon as the humans get to the surface, they just literally start murdering. The animals and it's like guys, like do y'all not see that you're doing bad things?
0: Yeah, <laughs> also feels very realistic as to how this would go. It
1: does. And, oh, it yeah. absolutely does.
0: Uh, one, of, one of the two billions also got uh, cured. Um, oh,
1: it was Car- yeah. Carton. Carlton is that his name?
0: Do they have two different? I don't know. Do they have different names, but it's they the, do the, have the
1: different names.
0: Billions and <laughs> billions. It's, it's the I can't believe they murdered the Jizzle one. I'm pretty sure. So uh, uh, that
1: was bad. that really it's upset me. Move. Like I was. Well, that was the thing, too, is, like, that was another one where we watched it happen. Like, he's, like, I can feel my mind slipping away. And I'm, like, this is messed up. You're yeah. messed up. Like, I was, like, oh, it's just, oh, it gets, very, it very gets me. Very, very dark
0: last season. Very dark last oh, season. Oh,
1: definitely. Well, and I think that's also, like, kind of, like, another thing, like, Michelle was talking about, the stakes. Like, yeah, that's really what, you know, they sell this conflict. And it's because, like, and you really feel it when the animals are, like, you didn't sink their boat. And it's, like, yeah, you should have sunk the boats, <laughs>
2: Like. Yeah, I feel yeah, like the, the reason stakes are important is because, like, imagine if you, like, watch a show where there's a war and, like, nobody gets hurt or nobody you care yeah. about gets hurt. Like, the reason people need to get hurt is not because we want them to see them hurt. It's because, like... This show is trying to tell us that, like, war and fighting is not a great long-term solution. There need to be casualties so you don't just get all blase about war. Well, it's like Dave. Like, look, I know,
1: like, Dave did it. It was also really funny because Dave, like, even, like... So, like, it's really funny how Dave's story works. Because, like, he's totally lying. Like, all of this is made up. And then until, like, the very end where he's actually talking about it. But, like, I think they did a really good job of telling this cycle of violence story. Yeah! And the fact that it was Dave, hilarious. But, like, they did a really good job. And I think it was also a really great time for Dave to shine. Because Dave's like, you don't understand. I have a point now.
0: So, it's like... (laughs) Yeah, uh, that that was interesting that that backstory with with Dave and Benson. It was like, oh, uh, I, I do think this, this 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 last season, as we've talked about, does uh, conclude a lot of things that we we're wondering about, including how they met and the story behind that. Um, and then we get also like baby this Benson's kind
1: of Benson so cute.
0: Yeah, that was good. We get this kind of metaphorical zany story from Dave, which I guess is what fits big. him. So yeah. yeah. This is uh, I I guess that was always how it was going to go. I do think once again, I think Dave uh, Dave was very funny this season. Um I think probably him stepping over the crack in season 2 was like the the highlight. Um but there's I'm a lot of other good the, stuff. <laughs> the,
1: no, it really got me. This was really okay. funny. Was the bug thing? Like, he was Oh like,
0: yeah yeah yeah, that oh, was yeah. That was,
1: yeah. Was
0: so <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> him trolling Benson because about the bugs.
1: So he just funny. trolled Benson. He was like he was like what? Sorry, I've been messing with Benson. I forgot what we were doing.
2: Like, Benson he <laughs> so upset so cuz he funny. was so guilty he was like that's like that's that's a
1: baby dave like yeah, that's a, that's a baby so, i'm not gonna step on a baby so funny. <laughs> like oh my god like so funny and then like when they teach uh wolf about traps and <laughs> and she like just impales
0: dave yeah, I think I want to once again say, I think Dion Cole, the voice actor for Dave, is like one of my all-time voice actors. Oh,
1: my movies. God. I like, mean, legitimately, so like, hilarious. I mean, an artist. Like, it's so funny. And then, like, when Everything Dave's Dave like, says, he's so like, funny. yeah, Dave, you see, I, I put an O on my, like, when Dave's like, let's have bro night. It's like, so yeah. funny. Yeah. There's yeah. even a uh,
2: like with Leo and they're bonding and he's like, oh, like throw some of my arms, see if you can like reach. Like he's just so blasé about. Well, and, and, like, then,
1: and then Leo's I'm like, I top. really needed this, Dave. You knew <laughs> I'd be up all night worrying about keepo and Dave's like,
0: yeah.
2: He's it, like, oh yeah, that was
1: totally. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, great. yeah, totally. Dave is good. <laughs> so good. Dave's good. Um, uh, uh, pivot. I would to what random MVP? Who the stealth MVP of the season is? Dogue, a character I didn't know who they were uh, until this season.
1: Oh my God, wait, Uh, I can't wait. How far away did this podcast, and we haven't brought up the the, uh, K pop narwhals? Well, I'm going
0: to talk, yeah, the walls. First of all, the K pop narwhals, uh, you guys can tell me your opinions, but I was absolutely in love with the K pop narwhals. That was one of my favorites uh, in (laughs) the entire series.
2: Oh, no, I' keep around. I was a little horrified at first. <laughs>
1: okay. So, like when it, so, like, I knew we knew I like I try not to watch teasers, but I knew about them from again <laughs> Twitter because so this, I was this like, was I knew the we best were getting thing them. to release as a teaser, I was performance. I wasn't ready for them to be in episode two. And my wife was like, Why why? Like my wife was like not about it. I was completely sold on the K-pop narwhals. She was like, They have abs and I was like, Yeah, that's the best ah, part. Like you're So dreamy. Oh why one. is he showing like, up the so dreamy. what really got me was one, the songs of bop. Two, like yes. also like like they really did it. Like they really like they were literally singing in Korean and English. It was literally like Yeah, like the fact that these narwhals are singing in Korean is like literally like the best thing that's ever happened. Like it's it's so good and then doge is like you wall siren and she dances yeah, everywhere well, the wall
0: siren is amazing and it's the dan- so good. her just dancing so to everything and her relationship with them i think it's such a it's so joy good. in the in the season and they, they come back the k-pop narwhals too towards the end
1: yes uh, and they're, yeah. they're yeah. just and everyone of course everyone's like oh my god and i'm like look i get it their their songs are great like i would i want my k-pop narwhal uh like cd like where is it so good.
0: I know, yeah, we're, we're, I'll come back to the soundtrack in a second, but last point on Doge, other than her being, uh, hilarious and, and dancing all the time and wonderful, I think, uh, Doge, the daughter of Hogue, uh, I think it's that was a character so we, <laughs> oh
2: my god, that's such a, oh wow, yeah, apparently, good. that what was
0: the, ca- that was a character Hogue. uh, he's just, he was in season one, he was, like, the, the, like, joyless, uh, leader yeah. of their clan, I think, uh, incredible payoff to Hogue, a character yes. who we, would read, I think we'd rightly criticized his role in the show, but it's like, oh wow, Hoag's, had totally had served the purpose because he represented kind of Amelia's number one human, and uh, he came around through his relationship with his daughter. And uh, I like at the end, I think that was incredibly powerful. I think it totally justifies everything we did yeah, with Hoag.
1: It's imi- um, And then like when he's dancing with her, like it's so good. Like you're like,
2: yeah. oh, that's where she gets it from. So
1: good. Like I <laughs> yeah, think they really did. Like when they were like Doge, and then they were like, that's a- Hoag's daughter. I was like, oh god.
0: <laughs> like, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm like that, that to me, like speaks, uh, and we've talked about a lot of incredible, like things that, like, felt complete with the show and felt, uh, like it came back and came up in great ways. This to me is like this small thing of this, like, uh, grumpy kind of side character who, didn't seem like they're serving too much of a purpose, ultimately paying off in like an extremely emotionally he, satisfying way. And he
1: was worried about his daughter the whole time. And that makes yeah. sense. And then of course she was like, no, you're worried about you. And it was like, oh my God, this is so good. And like, and it's funny, like how they did it because Dog is like the dumbest character ever. And I don't mean that she's dumb. I mean that like the concept of her is the dumbest thing ever. And it's amazing. <laughs> she just dances everywhere. She like the dances, whole, that's like, it. Like the whole sequence when she's like, I have to think about this. And she like dances for like five seconds. Art, like truly... Beautiful. Like, it's so, it's so good. (laughs)
0: It's good. Honestly, some of my favorite stuff from the season is is early on with yeah, uh, Hogue in that episode. Uh, Dogue, I guess not Hogue. Yeah. Um, also, we had dancing. I think in episode five, we had some crazy dancing going on. I guess oh with my, the uh, oh my the, god the dubstep bees. the bee, the dubstep, the dubstep bees. oh my god
2: the return of the dubstep bees they're and the amazing queen favorite. like oh my god um, the dubstep know, like, queen bees they're my favorite like I know
1: the Timbercats are my favorite but then it's the dubstep bees like one song like one oh we have to talk oh song so good like her just trying to be cool. A plus, and then she actually knows how to speak dubstep. So good.
0: Yeah, interesting that she knows to speak uh, speak dubstep. But yeah, also song, uh, big big moment of the season song, turning back human. Um, which uh I think a uh, powerful I think the whole arc we went on with song from realizing she was the giant monkey, seeing her on all the flashbacks, her coming back oh. to Kipo at the end that, like was, that I bit. think
1: that's really like that's something that the show will be remembered for is like song because of like doing everything with the mega monkey, and then you turns out it's her mom, like that's just literally like wow. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's wow. some of the iconic visuals of the show early on, is yeah. people playing to the monkey and uh, the, it connecting oh, and to everything he's like, in the
1: show. Oh, well, I guess you can't hug my finger anymore, and I was like yeah. sobbing. It's fine. Yeah. Well, and that other thing too is that like they're like, let's kill Yumian, but then we're gonna cure Song, and I'm like, guys, I, this is a whiplash. There's so many emotions, <laughs> like
0: yeah, no, no disrespect to Yumian, but I would prefer curing Song, I guess, um, then. <laughs> to- <sighs> I guess I was Cure devastated is good in, bed,
1: in but... both, in both instances.
0: Yeah. Um, but you know, it's and Leo great uh, in, in the, in the season and great characters overall. Um, this is random, but as something I notes us even hit on the use of, uh, we say wonder beasts at the end of the show, um, yes. which previously had been uh, just the dumb title of the show. And now we True. say, we say it uh, buy or sell the use of uh, now we're in the age of wonder. Beasts, says Kipo. In what capacity are we buying?
1: So, I one, I love it when they do this. So like when Hippo at the end is like, yeah, it can be like an age of Wonder Beasts. So I was like, there it is. Like I'm about it. I love it when they do stuff like this. Whatever they say, like the episode title, I'm about it. Like I'm sold. I love this stupid nonsense. Bye, 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 bye.
0: The the thing they're still mutes though. They're not suddenly Wonder Beasts. Like what are does it mean? Beast it's just a descriptor of the mutes yeah that...
2: obviously it's an okay. age of wonder It fits a descriptor of like the age Kipo is naming which feels very right because like she's brought like everyone together if she can name be, yeah, Huma the Huma age Huma. of
0: humans and wonder beasts
2: I mean I human, think
1: yeah. they're all wonder, wonder beasts like, yeah I guess
0: yeah that's Geeks true Kipo is a wonder just beast just one yeah. kind
2: of animal it's all humans all humans are wonder beasts
0: yeah that's a good take humans are also wonder beasts that's the moral we uh-huh. learned from the end of kipo is that also oh, aren't this, we all wonder beasts
1: exactly is, yeah. i another important thing is season three had a, a drastic increase in the amount of mega jaguar which is an improvement so a
0: lot of yeah a lot of meta, satisfying amount of mega jaguar. and she's still the mega jaguar at the end yes I, you, oh my god the guy, whole time you... i
1: was like please don't take it away she looks i know so you kind cool. of shows
0: usually feel like they feel like they usually take that thing away sort of thing away but no yeah. she's uh is in the finale and, and also i love them writing riding the
1: dogs oh, and and they brought they brought oh yeah, Wolf's the alpha, and then they brought um they brought the uh Chevre sisters back.
0: Yes, we got yes, the Chevre so sisters. You gotta yeah. see
2: them with the cheese. Again. An important
0: prophecy. Um, My
1: wife like yelled when she was like, "Do the song, do the song, do the song." <laughs> <We> <laughs> did
2: it. She was
0: like, "Yes." We definitely okay. got the song again. Yeah. Uh, the, the music of the, of the show, I love the, I feel like most know, and we, as of this podcast, we are awaiting the release of the soundtrack, which will be very it soon. Does. Um, but, uh, the, uh, yeah, we know that's coming out Friday. Uh, the, uh, you, you, we got a v- extended version of the theme song to close out the show, so
2: which I think good. was,
0: was so very satisfying.
1: Good.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited good. to Austin. hear the whole thing.
1: Just the use of songs with lyrics. Just chef's kiss. So good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I see previous discussions about this, but also great. this. I mean, the other big original music highlight was the uh, was the K-pop song. It was uh, really so incredible. Good. I, I mean, we also got the return of uh, he- Heroes on Fire. Um, yeah. the yes. ballad
1: And yeah. the yeah. Theaters had another original the theaters, song. Yeah.
0: OK. Yeah. Excited to hear all of those. Yeah. What's what's the best song from Kipo? The original song is the Heroes on Fire or is it the K-pop song?
2: I mean, thematically, it's "Heroes on Fire," but it's not my favorite. But it's overall. not as much
0: of a bop as that K-pop yeah, song. Yeah, it's so, not, But
2: the, there's also, but there's, um, I love the K-pop song,
1: but um, but also "Purple Jaguar Eye."
0: That's true. Though. That's, you, well, that's uh, and and the just the the song, the other one from season one, the the song Leo sings. Uh, yes um that scarlet man gets his twisted version of it. oh my god
2: yeah there's <laughs> so, so much good
0: stuff in the, uh, i want to i am yeah most excited to react uh, i still think um the sympathy for the mandrel from season two is kind of the best episode of the show um looking I back feel
2: yeah, i feel that too.
0: still that's like the high the high the, the climax for me of the show is the the incredible backstory for well scarlet you can't man. it's
1: hard to compete with like the music because like in season two, we get so much of the creepy piano that is like literally yes. the <laughs> best
2: thing ever. So good. The Scarlet Maine's theme is like, honestly, one of my so favorites. Good. <laughs> so it's, good. it's great. And it's we get, we get a lot more of
0: the season two yeah. it's, it's good. Yeah. But, um, the, and yeah, and, uh, and as always the show, like license, uh, a, a variety of genres of music, uh, to great effect. And I think continued this season, excited to listen to all of them once they're on the soundtrack slash mixtape. Yes. Um, yeah, Kipo, definitely a legacy of having incredible music. Um, we talked about it uh, extensively as well in the previous podcast. Uh, the animation, I think good again. I still think kind of uh, probably the, the highs of the animation were in season one, I guess. Uh, maybe we just got more used to it. But
1: uh, Yeah, you uh, kind of get used to like the giant yeah. animals, but it's still like, I don't know. I'm still going to look back at the best village.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's like good. I'm still gonna look looked. back on the Benson introduction as kind of the, the but
1: that, animation. I mean, there's high literally high like high. what there there's nothing after that. Like that's literally like the best.
0: <laughs> and and, and then the this episode two chase and stuff. But there's some great, I think, action sequences this season too. I'm sure some more will stand out on Rewatch as well.
1: I mean the kaiju fight, I mean, was like do we, did, really,
0: did you did you love the kaiju fight Delaney?
1: Okay, so, like, I don't, like, do I just like kaiju fights? I'm unsure. Like, it was very emotionally compelling, because she's beating up a 13-year-old girl. It's fine. Um, I think they did a really good job. I really, like, I think the way they did it was really interesting, in that they were showing just enough violence. But, like, when it was really, really violent, we would always cut to them in the mega. And but then I think the use of like the water, like I think it was really like I think it was really interesting. I mean, it was a really like compelling fight, and of course, and it was a different kind of fight. Like there was, you know, we didn't have the anime lasers, which you know, so like it was a different kind of kaiju fight.
0: Yeah, the uh, Korra Book Two finale, reminiscent of uh, yeah, that sort uh, of kaiju yeah.
1: Fight. we like don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, two
0: look, I think this like... was really well done. This kaiju fight, but I'll say if I if I never had to see another kaiju fight outside of. Pacific Rim or things that are about kaiju fights, then I'd be okay.
2: Yeah, I, honestly,
0: I'm, I feel that also. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen a lot of them. I'm, a I'm fine. done.
1: I can. Yeah, do. I'm done. I'm done. Like I was like, why are we having a giant kaiju fight? But like, it makes sense. But it was also like, it also she didn't look like like Kipo just looks like a jaguar.
0: Uh, very Atlas robot moved in Voltron to have oh, her trans true. transform into a giant wall- two headed walrus at the end. Um, yeah, that, was-
2: she looked more human than I was expecting. Did. Like when 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 song turned into a monkey, she was just a giant monkey. Like why? I don't know. It's interesting that Amelia looks so much more human. as a, Yeah, as a that's b- interesting.
0: That that's true. She's just a monkey at that. Yeah, I guess it's like hard yeah. for her to just be a giant walrus unless she's gonna.
2: I mean, be it's water. not. She just looked really goofy, so we wouldn't take the fight as seriously. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's. I mean, I granted, I'm assuming it's because she didn't spend as much time or whatever. But it's also like, why why you do this?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it was, I, I just wasn't, I mean, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna look back on it as, like, a huge negative or anything with the kaiju yeah, fight, yeah. and it's very well done, it's just, it like, was uh, it's
1: very you know. surprising, like, when she turned into the walrus, I was like, what?
0: I think, yeah, I think the act of her doing that use is, use that. is pretty interesting, we, like, We assumed
2: she was taking that, um, to just, like, to stop Keepa, but yeah, no, just, she just keepa. wants to do it on herself, and just, like, that's such a wild card move for someone. It was, to it was, you.
1: like, the, that's the other thing I really appreciate about Akipo is that several times Kipo like legitimately shocks me.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. I'm like, what? And, and, and not in a way that's like, you couldn't have predicted this, but like in a really legitimate way, like in an, like I feel like it felt earned that I was shocked.
0: I think so. I think that was, I think it was a very interesting direction to take the character, her kind of changing her mind on that. And the, the, the dynamic of her losing her people at the end and her being desperate and stuff. Maybe, you know, lotor I don't know. Similar uh, situation, I guess. Um, look, sorry for all the Voltron comparisons. It's a Studio Mirror Dreamworks show that had a giant kaiju fight at the end, okay? I'm it's a, the same, I guess, it's sorry, it's we a, have not the, to. Not the, not the same, but uh, <laughs> look, there's a lot of... Del- Delaney, <laughs> Is anything zebra
1: a kaiju?
2: No, don't say that,
0: though. Mi- mini-kaiju, oh, mini-kaiju. Mini no, mini yeah,
2: big lady, they're different. Food. What, what oh, is a
0: kaiju unless it's something that's bigger than you are to start with?
1: She's yeah. an eight foot tall warrior princess. Mm, sounds like a kaiju. <laughs> eight,
0: Can't believe <laughs> it's
1: not, it's
0: <laughs> not, not eighty feet. All. Can't you believe you brought it. out the Ishira is kaiju take at the end. Wow, what a yeah, take! Uh, we,
1: she jumps out of the ship and she just destroys spaceships. Sounds a lot like kaiju to me. Yeah, like a powerful person. kaiju.
0: Well, if it's then Mega Jaguar is a kaiju if uh, Shira is a kaiju.
2: Exactly, um,
0: which I guess I guess if <laughs> narwhal, uh <laughs>
2: on, <You're> on <welcome, laughs> a transformer. I can't live in this <laughs> world. Like, Come on, oh, we need more transformer. Me. What are you talking we about? We're doing you transformer. It's
0: not the transformer. Okay, both Delaney, I know
1: are
0: the <laughs> they are. Delaney, what? Well, anything else from the season on your mind?
1: Like legitimately, I really loved this season. I love Kipo. It's one of my favorite shows ever. Um, I can't wait. I'm actually really excited to rewatch it. I think it's just. A really beautiful story
0: and it means a lot to me. That's wonderful. Yeah, I think we got that from the podcast. You did a great job of expressing what it meant to you. Yeah, and I think Kipo is uh, as strong of a rewatch show as any. Like, just yeah. go go binge the 30 episodes Like, I like don't like watching
1: things and I'm like, I'm going to rewatch Kipo.
0: Yeah, I want to see how it plays all together, too. I mean, this, is, this yeah. is as close of a viewing experience as we got to it all together just because it aired within the span of 10 months, all the no, three seasons. But. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess that Streamworks move. All of she aired within a year and a half of each other, too. Um, interesting. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I think this was if, if like, it would have been nice if Kipo was spread out more, but also it's like a, com- a complete connected story. So it is like uh, yeah. it's nice to also get it close to each other. Um, Michelle, anything else from the season you want to bring up?
2: Yeah, I got two things. Um, I really appreciated that Kipo lost her cool and w- was planning to just destroy Amelia slash maybe the ship. In that moment, because like we've we've had Kipo be kind of so focused on just the the most positive side of herself, um and seeing like in in the extent that she like felt so guilty about the mutes getting hurt and she felt responsible um and kind of getting swept up in that emotion, like again, she's a thirteen year old. It makes a lot of sense that she would have a breaking point, and I appreciate that they. Like, le- like they kind of leaned into that for a bit. Like, ultimately, she changed her mind because her friends talked her out of it and reminded, gave her some perspective, which she couldn't really have in that moment of just being so angry because, like, Again, like, if you have a character that's supposed to represent a lot of, like, aspirationally positive qualities we all wish we could have, like, you gotta give them some grounding moments that, like, not, not, like, you don't have to, but, like, I appreciate when you make them a little more like dimensional than just always being the person of reason or always having the best idea. And I love that she was that frustrated in that moment. It felt like it felt really right. And I'm just kind of honestly refreshing to see. So I love that. Second thing I, oh man, I think I've said like from the start, like Jamak was like my favorite character, but like honestly, in my heart, like Wolf is like the one I care the most about, like even more than Scarlet And I remember thinking in season two, like, one of the one things I was sad about was that Wolf didn't have as much focus. One aspect of this season I really liked, um, on top of Wolf being much more actively involved in the story, when she's not necessarily always, like, physically with Kipo going off and doing her own stuff with other characters, is that it really hit home for me when the prom was happening When Kipo. When Kipo was so upset that Wolf wasn't there, like, that, to me, hit on a level that when they first were doing karaoke, Heroes on Fire didn't. Because, like, in season two, when they're singing Heroes on Fire, like, Kipo wants everyone to be happy. Kipo cares about everyone. So, like, it makes sense, like, in terms of Kipo's personality that she'd be cheering Wolf up in that moment and trying to give her a positive memory But what cemented the fact that Wolf is especially important to Kipo and she treasures her more than the average person was like how distraught she was that she couldn't share this special moment with Wolf. And that was like the number one thing on her mind, like not even about like Song or Leo Anyone else? She like she wanted that to. That really be- got me too. And like I, I just I love that because like I think Delaney made some great points about like how Kipo's relationship with Benson's its own thing and it's just as is it just as important. Like for me, like Wolf and Kipo is like everything. So I I just love that they got that focus and that felt really genuine and really sold me on how much Kipo cares about Wolf because we know like Wolf goes to so many lengths to take care of Kipo from season one on but like that was a moment that really felt like the other half of that you know caring relationship you really see it on Kipo's side in that moment and I really liked it. Well, it's like Wolf. Whenever they're apart, Wolf literally can't shut up about Kipo. I arrived and so finally people talking about Wolf and it's just so good. God, I was like,
1: how gay are y'all? Like, literally, like when like she was like, I want okay, to dance to our song.
2: I was like, Ooh. and then she oh, makes then, that amazing entrance on the God, flying was car so with the tape with the song so playing. I'm like, oh my good. God, this is the best entrance it to was a prom amazing. there's ever been in the did, history of proms.
1: I do want to ask Michelle, how do what? you feel about Jamak being a bus driver?
0: I was gonna ask
2: that. My mm-hmm. God, why would you ask? <laughs> this is so upsetting. I mean, okay, if I had one like negative of the season, it's absolutely that Jamak lost all of his mean girl energy and he's totally chill. <laughs> yeah. he all I, his I, I dislike that immensely because that was like ninety percent of his charm. But I, I love him. But he's very talking to
1: them. Like yeah. when they were when they were like in the cell and they were like Jamak literally wouldn't shut up about you and Jamak's like they're lying.
2: I know. So he's got, like, 10% of that energy still. Um, that, that, but, like, I was going to say, like. He's the best.
0: Look, Jamak, like, he did an incredible season one. And he's in yeah, one he episode does. last season. And he was really good in that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, like, real disappointed with Jamak
2: this okay, season. Okay, thank I you.
1: Like, I again, loved it. I thought he was really good he, in this season. It
0: was sweet. But like, like, was, like, I love that he's. he's but, like, had Jamak's, had supposed, Jamak's supposed to have an edge, yeah, you know? he's.
2: An edge. And, like he doesn't need an edge. It's just like, I'm gonna feel differently about his character without the edge. That's all,
0: yeah. It's like, look, uh, the what this is the life when you stand all the mean girls like me. It's Guess like sometimes that, they get completely redeemed fair. and now that's they're boring, fair. and it's like, 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 good for I him,
2: he was really good, <laughs> good for him, but also. That's
0: valid. I, I will say, this is the one thing. I feel like the show, in so many ways, has felt so complete. I think the show probably didn't really recognize what it had in Jamak after season one, or else it would have threaded in throughout uh, the, the show better. Or maybe a thought I mean, is Jamak was is literally over.
2: literally a treasure. So, like, that's like, I don't know. so good. Uh, um, I mean, that's but, why I appreciate Glitch Text, because Mitch will always uh, be please, Mitch. So yeah, I was going to say, gonna Mitch, please, we appreciate big, you yeah, now
0: man. even more, Mitch. Stay who you are. Like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> even more now because of Jamak. <laughs>
0: i know right um no but like, i think well yeah i love love the thoughts on wolf i think wolf is such a great character looking back to and always, always was but yeah wolf so also amazing. like was She she's was, uh, this season was softy wolf right and we saw like uh <laughs> like she, she still had her like uh toughness to her but we saw the huge payoff of uh her relationship with well with i'm re- really and glad
1: friends. that they didn't really resolve her and Margot. like i really yeah. like granted i didn't want Margot to get like demuted but um i really did like that was something that i really liked how wolf stood her ground also benson and dave in the background were hilarious are you getting stabbed now so
0: good they were
2: such good like backup during like wolf and margo's drama like it was so good
0: yeah, wolf, wolf. Wolf really great looking. I mean, Keep and Wolf and Kra- I mean all all three. Kipo, Wolf, Benson all incredible characters. I know uh, Rad wants to make a Wolf movie. So wait, um, oh my
2: God, a, please, Wolf. That's his big
0: push character. after Kipo. He wants, please, he wants please, a Wolf movie.
2: Please, yeah. Wolf is the best. Wolf she is the the best. Be she has to get a new stocky. That could be the whole plot right there.
0: Oh, I <laughs> new She killed
2: my best friend. Yeah, so killed so my
0: it. best friend. So yeah, good. Good. Wolf,
1: best Wolf friend. really. I really love Wolf, and I think, and regardless of how much I actually wanted it to be gay. I do think Kipo and Wolf's relationship is really important, and they've done an incredible job with it.
2: And they, they were the, they, like, they found each other first. Like, they were the relationship you know, that started everything from the first episode. So it's just really nice that that's like, Remain such a focus of um, the seasons, not like all to the same extent, but like to have this much weight on that, like on top of all the plot stuff going on for season three. And how much
1: they've grown together.
2: Feels like such a choice. And I really am happy that that choice was made. I think it was made for all the right reasons.
0: Yeah, I think I think that was really wonderful. Big aspect of the show. Um, Really happy with all the things we've highlighted here. I think we hit on um everything I had to talk about. And uh yeah, look looking back so much in the season and in the series to to really celebrate and so happy we got Kipo, such a highlight of uh the modern kind of uh animation age that uh Renaissance Renaissance may be in, in some ways and uh hope hope for even more shows like Kipo. I mean super kudos to Dreamworks for highlighting like everything Green, gay and this original uh, yeah, <laughs> gay like different show and yeah and immediately giving it a full order and stuff yeah it, it's really good and I'm, honestly i'm like pretty happy with this format of um ah, just yeah. a complete low episode count like i'm fine with that if uh, we want to do more like i it's just obviously like this story, the it doesn't
1: matter like how many episodes like
2: Yeah, it just it all depends on the story. Because again, like you both know, I am such an amphibious, Dan. Amphibia has a lot of what you might consider filler. I do not. But that's like, that's a discourse we will not have today. (laughs) It really is just about the show and what the show specifically wants to do different. Yeah, Yeah. No,
0: yeah this the show is crafted. A, I don't know what came first, the episode count or the story, but like they, they fit, right? Like different shows yeah, fit, fit different. So I, well. I know Amphibia is definitely specifically playing for a specific amount of uh, episodes and seasons, right? And so I like, it's good when shows have plans like that. And uh, <laughs> It's good and when shows it, have plans. Yeah, you know, some shows don't. That's fine. We like that. We go it's in good. Directions, but, um yeah well so happy what we got from Kipo um say congrats to all of the crew on a really incredible show that I think uh will definitely stand the test of time for yeah. animation audiences, hopefully audiences in general hopefully more people to even check out Kipo um in the future, kind of like what happened with avatar is it only like doubled and exponentially grew in size um after yeah. the show ended um yeah and uh Let let us know all your thoughts on the Kipo final season, anywhere you can leave a comment at overlyanimated.com but always contact us there. Um, let uh consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com/overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our the podcast otaku guy one and thanks as well always to our Patreon executive producers Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, Needle, and Phonition. Been a lot of fun covering Kipo. Um, hard to believe it's already over too. Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm gonna miss end. it. Excited, excited to rewatch it too, though. So um, it's been fun. Thanks you for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.